0: Welcome to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine health research digested for you. The swine Health Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like SCOV Ventilation and Management Solutions, made for farmers by farmers since 1966. Through innovative solutions, cutting-edge research, and world-class experts, Beringer Ingelheim helps producers operate with complete confidence. Learn more at swineresource.com. Complete ventilation and farm management solutions from SCOV optimize your pig production. Having SCOV as a partner provides you with reliable, high-quality solutions. Visit scov.com for more information. My name is Dr. Clayton Johnson, your host for today's episode. Joining me in today's episode is Dr. Brent Sexton, herd veterinarian in the Central Prairie region with the Mash-Offs. Brent, thanks for joining us. Do you want to give the audience a brief introduction about yourself?
1: Yeah, it's my pleasure. So uh, Brent Sexton, uh, originally from Rockwell City in Northwest Iowa, uh, grew up on a, a row crop operation and uh, got exposed to hog production through the 4-H and FFA programs uh, went to Iowa state for undergrad and then veterinary school. And, uh, originally kind of went to go with large mixed, large animal, but opportunities were always available on the swine side of things. And, uh, ended up taking a, a swine exclusive job with Pipestone initially out of college was there for, or out of vet school was there for uh, a year and a half and then transitioned to the mash offs, uh, where I've been since uh, about Thanksgiving of 2019. So going on two and a half years now there, and it's been quite the ride. So I've been having a lot of fun. Very good. Well, and I've, I've enjoyed knowing you through the years,
0: Brent. Um, you and I have got a lot of similarities in our pathway towards becoming veterinarians. You know, you were we were both interns at the Mash-Offs, uh, both, both employees, either current or former at the Mash-Offs. Uh, it's been, been a joy to get to know you through the years and watch your career. And I, I know uh, from my own experience at the mash a lot about your role there as a herd veterinarian. Um, you've got to help farms solve problems. And, and I know you had a, an experience with PED recently, hit a couple of farms. And, you know, there's not many bigger problems for farms than PED, unfortunately. You want to talk a little bit about how you kind of use that that opportunity to, to do some research on PED management strategies and specifically using vaccines in the face of those outbreaks on south farms?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So for anyone who's who's not aware, the the Central Prairie region that I operate out of, we have several sow farms in the Pike County area of Illinois, of Western Illinois. And so when we initially broke um, some of our farms in this area, you know, we were, we we're under a pretty urgent um, need to get this under control. Uh, you know, we've got in the neighborhood 12, 14 sow farms right in that kind of area of the of the state. And obviously, lots of connections by the time you, you know, have maintenance and production and veterinarians and such. So um, really, really quite urgent that we that we try and mitigate this um, outbreak as quickly as possible. So uh, kind of the necessity driving innovation, Uh, we were challenged, you know, what tools are available that we can uh, hopefully control this, shorten our closures, shorten the impacts, decrease shedding, that kind of thing. And so we opted to, uh, to try a vaccination uh, of the sow farm, uh, of the PED sow farm. So we broke four farms that were continuous flow farms right in the um, Pike County area and opted to vaccinate them uh, pre-Farrow with different PD vaccines. And that allowed us to, in our mind, shorten our duration of, of shedding and, and how severe the infections were.
0: You want to talk Brent a little bit about how you use the vaccine in those outbreaks? Did you have
1: a specific timing in which you administered it? Yes. So we, uh, if, if you do much research on the PD vaccine, you'll find that there's not a there's not a a tremendous amount of research out there of sow farm closures in acute outbreaks. There's a few that are, you know, gilts and their immune response. And then there's some on uh, sow farms with endemic disease. So, you know, several months of being positive. So our thoughts was um, seeing as, you know, it's not a live virus that's being uh, injected. So, but they'd have wild type exposure. We opted to basically immediately um, we started vaccinating at about two weeks pre-farrow. That allowed us to, um, you know, we did our euthanized our piglets in the farrowing house, created that kind of window, and then we also we started boosting at five weeks for a few weeks. And so that basically what it ended up being was the first two weeks there was nothing because we had euthanized piglets. The second about three weeks we had. Sows farrowing that had a single dose, and then the next three weeks after that, we had sows that were double boosted with uh, the vaccine. And I really don't know if that has a, a tremendous value or not. Um, Like I said, we we're we we're in pretty we're um, acting with a pretty high sense of urgency there, and so knowing that you know is that the ideal? No, but given prices and giving the severity and what was at risk, we thought, you know, if someone's good, more is better. And uh so so tried that with the hopes that we'd have a, a three week basically a full farrowing house full of double vaccinate, vaccinated sows, immunized piglets, and create kind of a second window there. And then we can uh continued with the single dose vaccination of the piglets or of the sows at, at that kind of one two week pre-faro. Several of these were group um group house. So we weren't going through and shooting them exactly at seven days. We were trying to aim kind of around 10 days for the for the group. I think that's
0: an important distinction because a, a lot of folks um are, are using just one dose of PED vaccine pre um So it sounds like you for the purposes of your study use two doses pre-faro at least for a period of time. And the kind of peak of challenge, and then went back to that one dose program later on. Am I am I paraphrasing that correctly? Yep, that would be correct. Very good. What you measure in terms of uh, trying to see if this worked or didn't work, Brent? Right?
1: Yeah. So what we measured was um, we looked at pre wean mortality, then the the pigs wean per sow um, as as probably the the two biggest, and then the third one was the length of closure. So our closures were completed when we had gotten six negative weeks of testing with 30 weaned pigs swabbed individually and tested in pools of five. And, and so that time frame from initial outbreak to the the sixth negative test was our, our closure length. Um, I think it's probably important to know that, you know, this was, uh, this is all kind of a retrospective study, right? So I, I don't, I guess in case anyone's wants to be critical here at, Oh, well, you can't say correlation causation and such. Well, sure. I'm aware. Uh, and, and, but I think this was still a, a valuable in the sense that I think we, I think we were able to provide a, a fairly good analysis of, of what was observed. So understanding it's not randomized and such, but, uh, still was, was valuable for, for us, certainly as a company. And I think for the, the industry as, as, a reference or things to be aware of. Um, in terms of what we saw, um, you know, really the, the closure was probably the most dramatic. We we shortened our length um, by over, uh, by greater than five weeks for farms utilizing these PEDs. And this was, I guess I'll back up just a little bit in terms of how we set up kind of the secondary study here, was we took four, um, four of our sow farms that broke and compared it to uh, several sow farms that had broken previously, and then just compared on those three different results. Yeah, we we had a you know, like I said, five weeks less for the the closure length, um, and we also saw some decreases in our pig premium mortality as well as our pigs wean per sow. Although that wasn't quite as consistent. And then when you dig into that, there's things like timing of the breaks, some of the different interventions that maybe weren't quite as well controlled, um, but You know, I I, I do think we come around with a a nearly 4% improvement on pre-wean mortality, uh, specifically in the late recovery period. And I would attribute a fair bit of that because we were out of closure and we were able to exit McRebel sooner. Very good. Well, Brent,
0: I, I know the audience is probably interested in the, the applied take-home information. Can you, can you boil it down to the bottom line for us? If, if you had a herd that's naive that breaks with PED tomorrow, how would you use the vaccine? Uh, and is it any different now than you know before you did this work?
1: Yeah, I would say based on what we had observed here and then based on what we observed like visually on the farm's I feel pretty comfortable that that a vaccine has the ability to reduce the severity and duration of the of the infection. And so especially when you have cases where there's, um, you know, where we were in at that time of year with really high piglet prices. And then, you know, obviously the like we talked about the large concentration of pigs in that area. You know, I think those are, are two factors I would really say, like, uh, yeah, this is this is worth giving it a shot. Let's try this. You know, and and that's how I would approach it. Would you do the two-dose program, Brent, or just the one-dose program? I think I would do the two-dose program again, except I would probably be a, a better veterinarian, and I would try and get a little bit better data on on what we're seeing there, potentially looking at you know, what kind of antibody response can you measure and things like that, just to see, all right, do we think we got a benefit out of it or not? But it worked quite. Our experience was really positive, and so I think I would be hesitant to, to mess with it too much until I learned more. Understood. Well, and Brent, uh, from one veterinarian to to another, I wish
0: you the best in not having to answer that question anytime in the near future. How about that? Uh, That sounds good. Very good. Well, thank you, Brent. I really appreciate uh, you coming on and sharing that information. Um, And to everyone out there in our audience, thank you very much for listening to the Swine Health Black Belt podcast. Please visit us at swinehealthblackbelt.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you won't miss out on the next episode. For Dr. Brent Sexton, I'm Dr. Clayton Johnson. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Hey, everyone. We're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. If you have a swine health-related research trial and would like to come on the show to talk about it with me and share it with our audience, feel free to send an email to healthblackbelt at and we would love to take a look at your research.